1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons from beauty products to boxed water. There are more opportunities to go paper than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at slash papertarian.
3: Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VCN Live Bet Tonight with Femi
4: Abebafe and Wes Reynolds on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Welcome back to the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is Beeson live bet tonight. Hour number three where everybody is parked in their seats. Maybe glued. some nervous
4: Nellies there behind nervous. us at Circa Sports, if, especially if they are one of the five set. What is it? Five seventy eight. Seventy one. Five seventy one. That's right. That are on the Denver Broncos. And you're down at a two minute warning without the lead. I'd say that's stress time in a survivor pool. A little
2: bit. But the Broncos are the favorites over at DraftKings right now. They're minus 185 on the money line. The Seahawks plus 150. Denver has the football here. Two-minute warning, but they're facing a the third down, and this is clearly four-down mm-hmm. territory. They're not going to punt the football back. Now, they have three timeouts, yes. out, but I doubt they would punt the football back to Seattle, yeah, and, and, given the situation. And
4: during the break, by the way, uh, and uh, not a very good challenge from Pete Carroll. Even though I think he was short of the first down, he was like an inch short. So Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. by the way, they've already lost a timeout. So... Pete Carroll, of course, as you know, being from Seattle, yep. uh, has a history with some uh, very head-scratching yeah. challenges over the years. He,
2: he tends to get a little emotional yeah. with
4: some of these challenges. Yes, like, he, he thinks that if he throws the red flag, yes.
2: that then, like, all right, well, Pete wants it, so yeah. go get it. it's like, no, we can all see. Yeah, it's not
4: going to work. out. Five sixty-nine, by the way, the official amount in the uh, Circus mm. Survivor on the Denver Broncos.
2: Would you feel comfortable betting Denver minus one eighty-five?
4: No. Yeah, I no, I, I absolutely not. With the way they've turned the ball over and the fact that, you know, we talked about the Seattle luck sometimes at that, that at angels uh, their, in the outfield, man. that Lumen field, uh, you know, everything just kind of seems to go their way in some of these games that, you know, but neither of these coaches, I think, have really exactly uh, uh, shrouded themselves in glory this evening. No. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I think, Nice play design, and I think this Broncos offense has a lot of potential and you can really see it, but a lot of these offenses get stuck in the mud and get stuck in ruts, too, because I think it's the offensive line play a little bit, but you look at the stats, dominating, 419 to 256. Denver's clearly the better team. But those penalties, 12 for 106, that's what, and that's a timing thing. We talk about Mm. offensive line play, You've had four false starts tonight, you know, so offensive line play gets to be an epidemic of bad play, especially early on in the season.
2: Yeah, and the Broncos will be driving into the north end zone, which is an end zone that is pretty historic there at Lumen Field. A lot of crazy stuff in primetime has Mm -hmm. happened, so we might have another one on deck here with the Broncos and the Seahawks, but... Broncos, they convert the third down. Yeah. Javante Williams Williams, actually makes a play there.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Williams, you can tell if you're comparing Williams and Gordon, and we've had this discussion with producer Aaron Oster over the breaks, and, you know, Gordon, I think they want to use him more in the goal line, that he's more dependable. Williams is the better athlete and has more of the upside, but his vision needs to be a little bit better, even though that athleticism, he makes a hell of a play there. Denver, after that third down conversion, went to minus 300. Mm -hmm. Now, they're back
2: down to minus 190, which is probably indicating that maybe if it's an incomplete pass or the Seattle Seahawks maybe get a sack or something, they're a loss. Yeah, it's a a loss right there with about a three or four-yard loss uh, for the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show you, now that we're into the money-making portion of this football game. Yes, yes.
4: Every single play is really gonna dictate what happens. And an here. injury timeout I think is gonna save Denver because usually when you have these timeouts, you wanna get across to the other team's territory. You wanna get mm-hmm. across the midfield. Then you see a lot of these teams, they immediately will take a timeout. It's like, okay, we're there. Now we know we're just outside of field goal range, twenty or so yards. That was a four yard loss there on first down. It is Barton who made the play, I believe it is down. Helmet came off in that pop of Javante Williams. So we will uh, wait to see. Uh, I think he has to come out for a play anyway, with the with the helmet coming yeah. off. So
2: Well, so now the drive result, the field goal attempt is minus two hundred. So that's the overwhelming odds on favorite. Turnover or turnover on downs, rightfully at plus two fifty five. Touchdown five to one. Punt is twenty two Punch should be off the board, honestly, mm-hmm. at this situation. I get they have three timeouts, but they're they not punting the football. Right. They're not going it could be fourth and thirty four. They're not gonna punt. Um but yeah, T D at five to one, probably Fairly priced, given mm-hmm. that it'd have to be an explosive touchdown, and
4: and you know you have McManus who who does have mm-hmm. a leg. I know he has the benefit of altitude playing there at Invesco at Mile High, but this a guy can make long field goals. So you got to think, okay, they are at the four, their own forty-five yard line. So you got to think, probably want to get it somewhere at least close enough to the thirty-five or the forty before you would try that. So uh, McManus has made a lot of clutch kicks in his career, and. Uh, uh, by the way, Javante Williams, I believe, uh, 10 receptions now. And we mentioned Russ was going to try to hit him as a safety valve. And in the screen game, two and a half receptions, by the way, were this man's total tonight.
3: Oof.
2: Yeah, that, he's he's been the checkdown guy for Russell Wilson all night long here. They got the ball second and 14 at their own 45-yard line. So it's going to. It's going to get weird and wacky here for the Seahawks C- 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 mm-hmm. and the Broncos as Russell Wilson picks up about six yards. I, I, I think scrim.
4: Denver might want to use a timeout here, and I believe that they are going to. Yeah,
2: Well, let's take a look at the, the live line right, as they use that timeout. Because right now, Denver's minus 110. Mm-hmm. Seattle's minus 120. Now, it's going to be a third down and
4: about, like what,
2: third and 14 is yes. what it's going to be. So they got. This is a. This is not an
4: easy. Like, Seattle is the live favorite. Okay, right now. so it was ruled incomplete. So yeah, don't take the timeout uh, because it. I, yeah, he threw and it came back to him. Uh, just kind of lost the ball oh, okay, and then yeah, and then yeah. re, and then his was, arm was going forward. So they did rule that incomplete. Yeah. So yeah. So incomplete pass and yeah. It's, 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 it's,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's a massive move in the market that we just see right here, which I'd imagine maybe is a positive play for the Seattle Seahawks as Seattle is now minus 475, and this, I guess, is a fumble or something, or no, fourth down. Yeah,
4: out. it's going to be fourth down, and I believe about five. So Denver's plus 380 to win mm-hmm. this game. and they're phase, Fourth and
2: five, I get it, this yeah. is their last play, but and what's 380? Fourth and five? Maybe? Yeah,
4: and, and, and you're not kicking a 63-yarder, so Russ trying to get them together. Clock is ticking. The clock is ticking.
2: They have all three timeouts. I'm not sure as to why they're not calling timeouts yeah. in this spot. It seems like a weird... Game management move from Nathaniel Hackett. He has all and, three timeouts. So they're know, down to 36 seconds and counting on fourth yeah, and five. Yeah, I,
4: I don't know why he's not calling a timeout is, here. Is he
2: okay? Does he know that he has time, like There's or, a difference or, or between or being a Wilson. coordinator and a coach. Or why isn't Russell Wilson calling the timeout? Because he's a veteran quarterback. This is his 11th year in, in football. And
4: now he finally And now they take it. They wasted no t- like how many seconds What there? the hell just happened, Wes? I, I am looking. I <laughs> believe... They wasted about close to 25 seconds there. What in the world just happened? I, 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 that's stunning to me. I know that this is a first-time head coach, but you got to know that. And, and just to lose 25 seconds, but, you know, if they get a first down here, they got to get to the 41 to have a first down. Mm-hmm. If they don't gain another yard, that would be like 58 yard field goal. They don't want to kick a 58 yard field that's goal. That's what on I the think, road.
2: too. I'm like, I, I think you'd want to get a closer yeah. field goal, especially given yeah. that this is
4: a pressure you, kick. You, you need probably at least 10 yards here. That would make it about 53.
2: I mean, I wouldn't even feel comfortable until yeah. it's in the 40 range, yeah. given the circuit. Now, I would kick the 52 yard or whatever, but yes. it's oh my goodness, they're going to kick this field goal right now. A 64 yard field goal. And, and they
4: miss. And they miss. but I believe Pete Carroll took his last timeout.
2: What the hell is going on with Nathaniel Hackett? He has two timeouts? It's fourth down. Yeah, these, I get it. But these, you're a 64-yarder?
4: These coaches, oh my goodness.
2: What is he doing? I mean, right now, so Seattle's is, minus 250 to win this game. Denver's plus 200. McManus is going to have to kick a 64-yard field goal. Seattle is not altitude. No, They're not in Denver. No. Seattle is not altitude. It's a good get, thing they don't have like the nasty weather that
4: they could get up in Seattle, but
2: what in my
4: 64 yard field goal? Really, how
2: um, the survivor implications mm-hmm. that are going on right now with this situation? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, my three and a half bet is obviously cooked, our under bet is cashed, but just from an actual football sample, as it's a 64 yard field goal and he misses it. Oh, my, what the hell was Nathaniel
4: Hackett doing? Oh, boy, doing? uh. Yeah, uh, the is, reviews are not going to be kind for Nathaniel Hackett, what nor in should the they world be.
2: the Seahawks are going to win this football game as six-point underdogs. The under caches after the Seahawks scores zero points in the second half of yes. this football game. Zero goose egg. Denver fumbles the ball twice at the goal line. Then this blunder yes. where they have three timeouts. With 50 seconds left to go facing a fourth down, let it clock all the way down to 28 mm-hmm. before calling timeout to then set up, not a 54-yarder, folks, a 64-yard yes. field that- goal
4: to try to take the lead with 15 seconds to go. Remove the ETT. That was Nathaniel hack because that was a complete hack job. And now the Seattle Seahawks I- going to beat Russell Wilson in his return to Lumen Field. Uh Denver has two timeouts. They're not going to use them here. Seventeen. This actually oh, is going to use is it. Hackett? Now you're going to call a timeout.
2: <laughs> what is this? Is he high?
4: <laughs> now you're calling a timeout. I, I, they called the Evergreen
2: State for a reason, but I don't. Somebody's got a drug test, Nathaniel Hackett, because what? What is this?
4: What? What on earth I is mean, he doing? Yeah, I mean, look, Brandon McManus is a very good kicker, a very above-average kicker, but 64. this is not Justin Tucker. This is not Justin Tucker. <laughs> what here. is he doing? I have no, I have never seen anything like that before. (laughs) I mean, look, and these guys that get these head coaching jobs have coached for years, either as position coaches or coordinators. But this sounds so profound to say there's a big difference when you move that one seat over, like I talk about in basketball, that one seat over on the bench. There's a big difference to be a head coach, and he just found out about that. Uh, Now he's doing some time management here, by the way, down one with three seconds to go, and he's on defense. I, I, I.
2: <laughs> yeah you don't have enough timeouts
4: the game's yes. gonna end yes
2: did he lose track of t- like did nobody get in his ear and 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 did russell wilson has played 10 years of football this is his mm-hmm. 11th season i figured why
4: is now, he not now calling now now, now that's a good point though Russ Ru should know that he should
2: know better Russ should well. know that this U- is a
4: super bowl winning quarterback
2: now ultimately it's hackett's call so Hackett yes. probably in his ear was saying, yeah. "Let it clock down, and we we're gonna kick the field goal 64 yards is in McManus's range." And it, he had a, you, a leg, but I don't even think he got there. You, it was, it was, was, you, you were you were 50
4: percent probably or close to that to make that fourth and five, a 64 yarder. You're what maybe 10, 15 percent you're um, gonna make that. I, I'm I'm stunned. I'm I'm baffled. <laughs> we're gonna break it down on the other
2: side. The Seahawks are gonna win this football game. Don't go away. We're going to try to make any sort of sense of this. It's Visa in Live Bet tonight.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSim Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook
4: on v the sports betting network.
2: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides, covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Uh (coughs) Femi Benfe Ben alongside Wes Reynolds. We had three and a half minutes to kind of process yeah. what we just saw. We, we the about three and a
4: half hours after yes. that
2: debacle. If you're just joining us now, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, we all watched it in real time along with you guys as well. The Seattle Seahawks defeat the Denver Broncos 17-16 and Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. The Seahawks cash as six-point underdogs, winning the game outright. Game goes under the total. We cashed. Our under in the second half bets under 24. West Ucash Seahawks plus seven. I laid three and a half way back in May with Denver egg on my face, even though I got a pretty good number there. But the sequence at the end of this football game is what everyone is going to be talking about all day tomorrow. Maybe even all day Wednesday. I'm sure in the Rocky Mountains all week until they play the Houston Texans this upcoming Sunday. Who had their own
4: coaching (laughs) mouthpiece At the end of the game.
2: Nathaniel Hackett. With three timeouts left to go, facing a fourth and five, lets the clock tick all the way down to 20 seconds after a completion to set up a fourth and five. It goes all the way down to 20 seconds, doesn't call a timeout, doesn't set anything up, Mm -hmm. must have told Russell Wilson that the Broncos were in range of Brandon McManus because he trots McManus out there to kick not a 54-yard field goal, A 64-yard field goal to try to take the lead and go up by two. McManus misses the field goal. The rest is history. Seattle wins the game. Survivor pool
4: absolutely blown up as well. Here's the thing, too. Uh, Russell Wilson, and they showed on the Chiron there, 32 game-winning drives in his, what what is this, his 10th year now in the league? This 11th 11th season. 11th season in the league, but 32, that's pretty damn good. You got a couple. Each year, pretty much. And $242 million, by the way, Russell Wilson has on his contract there. And yet Nathaniel Hackett said, hey, we're going to kick it from 64 yards on the road. Took the ball out of his hands. Yes.
2: Took the ball out of Russell It's a fourth
4: and five. Yeah, And and that's what we're
2: talking about. We're looking at the market on DraftKings, the live market, and the Seahawks were minus 500 to win the game. The Broncos were about plus 380. That went all the way down to plus 200 when the market got involved.
4: You have got a better chance of having either a PI or an illegal contact called than you do of making a a a 64-yard field goal, goal. even (laughs) with a solid kicker like McManus. And
2: McManus has a fantastic leg. He's hit 60 yards in the past, but we're not in Denver. This is not at altitude. What are you doing?
4: I mean, this This was reminding me like that's an even worse decision than I think when Lane Kiffin was the coach of the Raiders and he sent like Janikowski out there from <laughs> 70 yards. <laughs> 70 yards in the dirt, by the way, in the infield but at, at the OCO. That was at least
2: at halftime or yes. whatever, going into the half. Yes. This was to try to win the game, 64 yes. yards. And it's not like you had – this is not the Ravens situation last year with the Detroit Lions, where the Ravens had no timeouts mm. left.
4: There was three seconds, and you've got one of the, you know, maybe the greatest kicker of all time.
2: This they had three timeouts, three timeouts facing mm-hmm. a fourth and five, and they take the football out of the hands of yes. their f- new franchise quarterback that they traded all those draft picks for to come and get. And this was the decision that they settled on yes. a sixty-four yard field goal. You talked about Hackett being a first-time head coach. This mm-hmm. is his first game coaching in the NFL. Mm-hmm. An absolute blunder for Denver, yes. who's going to walk away from this game knowing that they absolutely blew it because they doubled up the Seahawks in yards.
4: Well, look <laughs> at what Seattle did, and this is a tweet from our uh, our colleague Matt Brown at Matt Brown M two. Seattle had a four point lead at the half, seventeen to thirteen. Here is their second half on offense: six plays, thirty seven yards, fumble, no points. Nine plays, sixteen yards, a punt, no points. Three plays, minus six yards, a punt, no points. Three plays, three kneel downs at the end, zero points. They still held the lead with that. A goose With egg. that, 50 yards in the second half. If I told you, Wes,
2: the Seahawks are going to score zero points in the second half, how much would you have bet on Denver to win this game? <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, a lot more. I would have been buying out of my plus seven for sure.
2: Everyone would have. and They'd have been like, okay, wow, the Seahawks are going to score. Well, Denver probably wins like 27 yes. to 17 or yes. something like
4: that. Because I was, I was even like, okay, when they when they went ahead and tried that field goal, sixteen to seventeen. I'm like, oh man, Seattle's going to go three and out. Here comes Denver, and they're going to hit the two, and then it's going to be twenty four to seventeen. And uh, definitely, people with Seattle in the contest, by the way, six oh, six and a half. So you were <laughs> going to have to survive that. So. Yeah, uh, what, what is it? It is over half the field now. We'll get the approximate numbers on the uh, circus. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's over half the yeah, field. I thought that this was the week where we were going to have some carnage. When you have 10 road favorites, and I don't think we closed with 10, I think because, what was it, Minnesota became favorite. Yeah, it flipped to the favorite. There was yeah. a flip of a favorite, but when you have – That many road favorites, you're bound to at least lose a couple. I didn't expect that many Uh, road favorites, by the way, went four and four against the number yesterday.
2: Well, before we get into the survivor implications, I still want to focus in on Nathaniel Hackett because they're showing the highlights right now on the ESPN feed, and I still don't, I can't believe that he did this. Like, this is is a a, a dream that we're living in. But But, Visan's own Sean King, who does the show with Tim Murray right before us here, Visan Primetime. He, he tweeted out, said Nathaniel Hackett was le- with a less than stellar debut. Maybe they don't talk about in-game clock management in those head coach
4: interviews. Well, one of the things that <laughs> I've, al- not. I, that I've <laughs> always said, I don't care whether it's even college football, even high school football and pro football, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of have a quality control type of coach. Like, there's always what the get back guy. Yeah, you know the uh, the get back guy. I know he probably has an official title, but Just, he's the get back yeah, guy to keep much you the behind there. Strength and conditioning but, coach. But there, but there's a guy that's got to be on the sidelines. Be like, okay, this is our timeouts. You know, you know that that's the last thing one of the assistants will say is, okay, no timeouts left, guys. You know, and kind of let them know what the clock situation is. And somebody has got to be going over that with the coach here and I just I, I don't I don't understand it and it was just a a absolutely baffling decision by Nathaniel Hackett to not let your 245 million dollar franchise quarterback have the game in his hands on a fourth and five. I don't want this segment to turn into me
2: reading off funny tweets, but I got to read you this one from Bill Barnwell of ESPN. He said, letting 39 seconds run, taking a timeout, attempting a 64-yard field goal, Mm -hmm. and then insisting on using your two timeouts to wind the clock wound back after you fail is about as
4: bad as it gets in 2022. It is.
2: (laughs) I don't think I've seen a worse decision made in the last three to
4: four years of football. uh, Hey, Broncos country, let's (laughs) ride. The clock all the way down to 23 seconds before we call the timeout and uh, elect to kick the field goal. So I got to say that. Do you think they were winning? And and look, I think Russell Wilson, Hackett obviously deserves the lion's share of the blame, but I think Russell Wilson, and that's getting kind of ignored here. Mm -hmm. Dude, you can call a timeout. And I'm looking, you know, we have uh, all our monitors on the games here, and we had the uh, the Manning cast feed, and it's like, you don't think Peyton Manning would have been like, you know, yeah. or Tom Brady. It's like Russell Wilson should know better than that, and he's a smart guy too. Yeah, just his eleventh year. You got to know better. Got to know better than you that. know. A fr- an elite quarterback should know the clock and the situation. Like time out, coach. Time out. Yeah, it's
2: it's mind-boggling the, the fact that we saw that, and literally everybody watching this game. I'm sure all yeah. of you at home. All of you who watch this game, we're watching this game in the studio. Our guys in mm-hmm. the back here and the, behind the glass in the control room. The people out here, I'm sure their minds were boggled as well. Hell, even Pete Carroll was probably confused yes. as to what the hell Nathaniel Hackett was doing. But yes. we all understood fourth and five, call a timeout, mm-hmm. draw up your best play, mm-hmm. try to convert. And if you lose, you lose. But at least you actually were trying to reasonably win the game. Yes. Kicking the 64-yard field goal, that to me is just asinine.
4: I, I, it's it's this to be a while before I get over the shock it, it, of, of what I, we just saw,
2: and it's something that, I, and we were talking about with our producer Aaron uh, during the break. Is do you have to then downgrade the mm-hmm. Denver if your coach is going to make boneheaded decisions like this?
4: Yeah, is that now well, going to be downgraded look, I, on I, this and, team's and rating? And I always say that you never want to necessarily overreact. They call it For overreaction if, Monday, but if you ever were, it might <laughs> it might be reaction Tuesday <laughs> yeah. tomorrow because. Yeah, I think you got to say, okay, is this guy in over his head a little bit? Because wow. look, we we've, we've seen that before, and I mean, you know, now Aaron was asking, okay, is this going to be a one and done game? You know, Steve yeah. Wilkes at least got a full season <laughs> out there in Arizona, so I, I, uh, I,
2: I wouldn't be mad if the Penner, the Walton Penner family, if they said they wanted to fire Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm, after this, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it would be a little surprising, but it wouldn't be shocking.
4: <laughs> it would not right. be shocking. I mean, just this.
2: The decision was that bad. Yes, the decision
4: yes. was that bad. Yeah, so uh, Den- oh, Denver man. goes to zero and one. Uh, Your leaders of the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks. It's like we all uh, now. Don't get used to hearing that up there in Seattle, <laughs> but at least for this week, you are leading the division. So uh, the uh, the AFC South now has to share the uh, honor of uh, having zero wins after Week One, even though two teams played each other. I, I can't believe I bet the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> can You know, you know, but I got to say, don't, don't, you know, don't overreact just yet. Yeah. But I understand your. With, with a coach making those decisions, yes.
2: it's already tough enough as is for a first year head coach to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that. Play the music. We're, we're going to break down all the props, talk about the survivor implications, and what we learned from a live betting perspective on the other side. It's a wacky Monday night on Beast and Live Bet Tonight.
4: This is VSim Live Bet tonight with Femi Bebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for Week One with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and a touchdown insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet of $25. Wager on any player to score with the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back to VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi and Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. In case you missed it, the Seattle Seahawks defeat the Denver Broncos 17-16 as the Seahawks cash as plus mm-hmm. 240 underdogs on the money line over at DraftKings. They win the game outright as six, six-and-a-half point dogs. The game goes under the total of 43-and-a-half. The second-half number, the Broncos, they were laying six-and-a-half yeah. in the second half. Only three points scored in the second half. We bet the under, mm-hmm. <laughs> under 24, yes. which may or may not have cashed. I don't know. I, I can't decide if we either are geniuses or maybe just got insanely lucky. That's still up to debate.
4: Probably a little bit of both. Let's <laughs> yeah.
3: give ourselves
4: a little bit of credit. Let's do yeah. the, uh, the Barry Horowitz where we uh, pat ourselves yeah. on the back. Remember he had the handprint on his little jacket. <laughs> yeah. Pat ourselves on the a back. A little
3: column
2: A, a little column B.
4: Yes. that's A little a bit genius. of both, but, but we're not giving the money back no matter no, what. No, we're definitely so. not giving the money back so, whatsoever. So uh, count that as a line drive in the scorebook. That's a winner.
2: Yeah, that is, Absolute winner. You also win on Seahawks plus seven. I lose on Broncos laying three and a half from earlier this past spring when the schedule initially came out for this game. But, Wes, let's take a look at some of these props as we try to make sense of this game from a betting standpoint. Russell Wilson goes over his yardage prop of Mm -hmm. 256 and a half. And this Denver offense I thought was really explosive. It's nearly seven yards per play there. Geno Smith, he goes over his TD prop for passing touchdowns. He cashed out in the first half since the Seahawks scored zero points and still won this game. In the second half, both of them go over their completions. Russell Wilson goes over his attempts. They both go over longest completion, and Wilson goes over his passing and rushing yards combined. Wilson threw for 340 yards in this game, 29-42, yes. and a touchdown. Should have been more yards, but his his coach took the ball out of his hands.
4: Well, and you look, uh, this is a team that they have tried to increase the weapons there. Obviously, Judy coming into his mm-hmm. own. Portland Sutton, Javante Williams, I thought very good in the passing game, eleven catches for sixty-five yards. So him he's probably not the total RB one. I think long term he is, but he's gotta work on his vision too in terms of running the ball. And uh by the way, uh just back to Hackett really quick, I get uh one of the former deans of reporters in the NFL, that being John McLean, who wrote for the mm-hmm. Houston Chronicle Houston. for many years, I still believe is a Hall of Fame voter for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. at McLean on NFL, Lovey Smith and Nathaniel Hackett. Thank you, because because <laughs> Lovey was the one that was taking it today. Yep. Listening, to why some would you interviews. play for the tie? Why would yes, you yes, because look, uh, you know you you were up twenty to three and a seven point underdog at home, but we digress. So. Nathaniel Hackett definitely takes the botch of the week in terms of the coaching profession. It might be the botch of the year. I don't think we're going to see a dumber
2: decision the rest of the season. Now There will be some that come close because it's still 16 Mm -hmm. weeks left, but
4: I I Mm think that one's uh, 17 weeks left, I should say. Remember when I said it was like maybe 10% you make the kick? This is uh, per true media, by the way. Mm -hmm. Since the year 2000, kickers are now on kicks of 64-plus yards. Two for 29. Wow. He chose to kick a 64 yarder with two for 29. I mean, what is
2: that percentage like? What yes. three like? percent? like around that range. Like, yes.
4: But let's, let's do the math real quicker because I want to figure out. Yeah, what I was going to
2: say. I don't I don't, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. I, 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 don't don't
4: quote me on. That. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah, but, we, we go with the calculator. Yeah. Here. Six
2: point eight percent. Yes, is the percentage on that? So a six point eight percent chance. Is what he opted for with three timeouts left, mm-hmm. and I think the timeouts is the biggest part of that. It's there's three. It was not a situation where he had zero timeouts, and it's like, damn, we got we're in a bind. We got to make a, but something you happen. That was 6.4%? Yeah, six point four percent. Yeah, point eight percent. Six point eight. Okay, two, so 29.
4: a little bit better possibility. Yeah, yeah, a little guess. bit better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit better that, but two for twenty nine. I mean, the only reason why, since two thousand and twenty two years, there's only been twenty nine attempts because it's yeah. asinine to kick sixty four plus. And yards how? I wonder goals. how many of those attempts were in Denver. Yeah, a lot of them. maybe maybe a close to them. half. I'd say a majority of them were in Denver there. Uh, but going back to the props here, the rushing yards, we saw Melvin Gordon go over his yardage attempts and the longest rush prop. As well. Geo Smith goes over his rushing yards prop with run with one scramble, I should say, there. And then Rashad Penny goes over the longest rush. And these odds, courtesy of DraftKings Penny was at 16 and a half there. The receiving yard prop there, Judy and Sutton ended mm-hmm. up having big games. After having quiet starts, I thought yeah. Judy and Sutton really got involved into this game here. They both go over their receiving yards. Judy was at 57 and a half Sutton was at 56 and a half they, they went over their longest receiving yards a reception prop there at 22 and a half for Sutton 21 and a half for Judy Metcalf goes over his receptions at four and a half but goes under the receiving yards though at 57 and a half yeah Alberto cashes for you Javante Williams my goodness his you said it, it was yeah I had, a the,
4: I had to combine yards at 82 and a half so I think he went over about all his props tonight yeah, Javante Williams had
2: a lot of catches, eleven catches for 65 yards for Javante Williams, and his receptions prop was at two and a
4: half. And I know we don't have it on the graphic there, but the biggest one of the biggest props that I saw was uh Parkinson, by the way, to get that third touchdown, the tight end out of Stanford. Yep. At one book, I saw was fifty to one. Wow. To get the third touchdown. So that uh, Disley was well over exactly. thirty to one to get the first touchdown of the game. So all the tight ends except Noah Fant. Everybody thought, okay, Noah Fant, this is his revenge game too, was very much a non-factor for Seattle. <laughs> just what, what a crazy game. We, we said Seattle primetime games are a little bit wacky, and mm-hmm. we've got
2: another wacky one here for
4: the books. And by the way, I'm, I'm sure this is globally and not here in Las Vegas around the country. This had to be a very good result uh, pretty much everywhere for the books, not just the oh, spread, yeah. but also... A lot of the pending teasers yes. and parlays, like teaser liability is important at some books, less important than others. You know, if you're a really high volume or a national book like DraftKings or a Bet MGM or somebody like that, or even a circuit behind us where you take really big bets, it's not that big of a deal. But at some place like that's a local book, like South Point and Rampart, our friends Chris Andrews, Vinny Ayolo, Dwayne Colucci, mm-hmm. teaser liability is important there. Because you're, you're taking local action, maybe some smaller, medium-sized better. So to kill those teasers and parlays do matter. You know, when a book kind of comes in on Monday or Tuesday and said, yeah, we did okay here, we won here, we lost, or whatever. Teasers and parlays sometimes make the decision where it goes either way.
2: we got three minutes left here in this segment, Wes. Uh, what did you learn <laughs> from this game? From a mm. live betting perspective, what is your biggest takeaway from this game
4: yeah uh I think it's got to be I hate to be a prisoner of the moment here no. but I think it's got to be that Nathaniel ackett just uh, baby just he's never been in that situation when you've never been there you've been a coordinator it's easy when you're up at the booth and you're looking at the field and you know going to the coach in the headset and say okay well here's what the play we're gonna call what have you that's easy but when you're the guy on the sideline you got to manage all all that chaos, and it's a chaotic situation not yeah. only on the field but on the sideline, and you have to keep your composure and be able to do that, and yet makes a, a really bad decision. And uh, By the way, uh, uh, I think this is from Warren Sharp. Uh, Brandon McManus, who's been one of the better kickers in the league for several years, mm-hmm. on 62-yard field goals or more, Brandon McManus, I believe, is O of 6. In his career, 2016, try to 62, that was a miss. 2018, try to 62, that was a miss. 2021, try to 63 yarder, that was a miss. Try to 64 yarder in 2019, that was a miss. 64 yarder tonight, of course, was a miss. And a 70 yarder from 2021, that was a miss. And I'm willing to bet all five of those field goals before tonight were in Denver. This at altitude. Is, yeah, this is a quote from Nathaniel
2: Hackett at the post game press conference. Hackett says sixty four yards was the max range for Brandon McManus tonight, and that's why they went with the field goal. He didn't consider going for it yeah. even after he missed the first time after Seattle's all like time. You out. see him
4: maybe hit one in warm
2: ups, so like oh okay. He said, "Quote Brandon gave it his best shot."
4: Yeah. I'm, he did, but Nathaniel Hackett didn't give it his best shot. And he I was, neared, I was say, neared I, Russell Wilson. I was going to say, what about you? You know, Russ, <laughs> after about five, ten seconds, like, coach, what are we doing, dude? Time out. You know, and he's got to take charge. And and Russell Wilson should know better. And I think once we get over the shock of this, maybe people are going to point that out. Whew. Man, this is just it's he's he's talking
2: yeah. to the media right yeah. now, but it's gonna be one that goes for and and I actually have a betting takeaway from just what we saw with Denver, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that in the, in the final segment of the show here. Because I actually think, from all this craziness aside, there is something to take yes. away from this game here. But it's just it's hard not to keep going back to what we saw at mm-hmm. the end of that game. Mm-hmm. That sequence is going to be one
4: of the wilder sequences of this entire. But season. one thing you can't do, you can't get tunnel vision. Okay, no, you, you can't just think about what you saw last and let that cloud your bets for the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. that's something I think that's very important to realize. Because look. What's the biggest overreaction in the NFL week one to week two? Same thing with college football as we saw on Saturday.
2: No, I think that's a perfect way to put that there, Wes. Uh, it's, it's a great tip to keep in mind when you're watching the NFL because as crazy as that was, still only one loss for the Denver Broncos. They can still accomplish everything that they wanted to do when they set out for it this season. Come on back with us, the final segment of Visa and Live Bet Tonight on the other side.
3: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is
4: VSim Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus
3: Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
2: Pocket cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is the final segment of v live bet tonight. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds coming up at the top of the hour. The Greg Peterson experience with Greg Peterson for three more hours, as I'm sure Greg will try to make sense of what we just saw mm-hmm. and also wrap up the night's action on the betting card here. But Wes, uh, we got some news out of Seattle. This is coming off of their win 17-16 over the Denver Broncos. They cash as underdogs, winning the outright at six-point dogs. The game goes under the total, but – Jamal Adams, Pete Carroll, told the media that Jamal Adams has suffered a serious injury to his quad. So we don't know how long Adams is going to be out. We don't even know what the specific diagnosis of this injury is, but we know it's the quad, according to Pete Carroll, and it is a serious injury. So maybe Adams will be out for quite some time. He's battled a number of injuries during his time up there in Seattle since that trade. But over at DraftKings, because DraftKings had these lines up for week two before this game. They took them down during the game. Now they've reposted them. Seattle has moved from a nine to now now gone to an eight and a half point favorite. Yeah. So they went all the way up to nine and a half at the peak of it. Have now yeah. been bet to go down to eight that, and a half. That doesn't surprise
4: me, of course, because now you might have a select few that are like, "Hey, maybe the Seattle team's not that bad." And Geno I, I don't Smith, fall into that trap. I don't either. And Geno <laughs> Smith, you know, looked okay, but now you're getting a forty nine ers team who just lost to the Bears. And they were about, you know, I think they closed seven. There might have been some six and a halves at some of the sharper stores that closed. But by and large, it was seven. And they were up 10 to And at one point, Bears had done nothing offensively. Bears, you know, play a little schoolyard ball, get fields out of the pocket. And then they end up winning 19 and 10. Keep in mind, though, that that's Trey Lance's third ever career start. It was on the road, only a second on the road. And also you add bad weather. There in Chicago mm. is rain. And look, I liked the under last week. That was the easiest cash I had on the NFL card. But I think that's a little bit of an overreaction. I would be tempted, and I have not decided. So this isn't like an official better play. I'd want to be laying it before I'd want to be taking it here in this spot. Because I think the market's down on Trey Lance. You know, look, even our own Michael Lombardi was on here like, hey, maybe this guy can't play. Yeah. And, you know, Michael may prove to be right, but this is a one week situation here. And that's what you got to look at. You go week to week, and that's what the reactions are. Week to week is like, oh, maybe this landscape kid good. You know, because I got to tell you, what I followed on social media on Sunday is like, good thing they kept Jimmy G. That was a common refrain mm-hmm. on social media. And you don't always want to be with the common refrain on social media when it comes to betting these games. So I look at it, I'd be leaning toward Lane, San Francisco. That's obviously a very big number, I can tell you. San Francisco at 8 a that's going to be plenty of teasers. I was going to say that's the, that prime teaser category and right I there. Know,
2: in a low-total game as well.
4: And they weren't very good. Elijah Mitchell got hurt. He is out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. George Kittle, is he going to be back in that ground? I thought the 49ers, by the way, really missed George Kittle because yeah. George Kittle needs to be Trey Lance's best friend because he's your safety valve. He's your old Mr. Reliable here. So That's why I didn't play them in Survivor. It was yeah. Literally,
2: that injury is what –
4: yeah. Made me start thinking I, about some I, other I teams. bet the Bears. I, I used them in all in the contest and
2: if you watched our Friday show, the last thing I asked Wes was who should I play in Survivor, Niners or Eagles? You said Eagles. Yes. And I ended up playing the Eagles there. And that's what I was leaning towards as well. So yes. thank you for pushing me towards that edge there and, well, and,
4: and, you're, and surviving. You've, you've already beaten half the field. You've already beaten over half the field in Survivor him? now. So <laughs> absolutely, you know. So all of these teams, two, three, four, and five, by the way. The only one of the top it's five, wild. the Ravens. It's
2: wild, man. And the Ravens had the majority of them. Yeah. Sixteen hundred people picked the Ravens, but outside of that, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. gone. Actually, mm-hmm. the Saints made it as well. I think there were six around that area. Yes. But two, three, four, five yeah. all get knocked out. For week two, though, on the Denver side, they're hosting yeah. the Houston Texans. They were ten before this game against the Seahawks. Now nine and a half over at DraftKings, minus One
4: fifteen. I think this is
2: also a little bit of an overreaction
4: as well. It probably is, but obviously to lay ten, that is a big number to lay. To you know, you only lay nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, ten you win. I mean, this is a Houston team, and this is what I said when I wrote them up in the uh, Pro Football Betting Guide, which you of course can get at decent.com/slash subscribe. Mm. Still a lot of good stuff in there, even though we're one week completed into the season. But this is what I wrote about Houston. They're going to play hard for Lovey Smith. I think you're always going to get a maximum effort. But Lovey Smith, you got to make different decisions. You know, we talk about Hackett not only with that field goal, but also at the end, but also the fact (laughs) you didn't sneak the ball. You went in the shotgun, which is a pet peeve of mine. You go in that shotgun or that pistol instead of getting under center and saying, hey, offensive line, can you make one yard here? And sometimes that comes down to simple football, just doing that, just challenging your guys up front. And if they embrace the challenge, but. You also got to look at Houston. We talked about the decision with Lovey Smith, uh-huh. where he didn't elect to go for it, elected to play for the tie, essentially there. Where I know is Frank Reich, who did the same thing against Houston a couple years ago, went for it and and, and yeah. you know tried to not play for the tie. But it was also one of the things in watching that game. You know, being from Indianapolis, former Colts season ticket holder, Houston made some questionable personnel decisions too. Damian Pierce, who we talked about in the summer, is like, hey, maybe this guy's a guy you want to look at for rookie of the year. I think Aaron has a bet on it. I mm-hmm. have a little play. I don't know. Tim Murray does. And they're using Rex Burkhead. It's like, why you know use him in a short-yardage situation? And he got like way too many carries in that game. So I don't really have a lot of confidence in Houston. I would lean to Denver just because yeah. I think home opener – they're gonna they the better team. It's always tough early in the yes. season. Yes. And you know, Houston is still, I think, even though Davis Mills, I think, was relatively efficient in the debut against Indianapolis. And I know that they were up twenty to three, but that's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to you know, say, okay, the Texans are good. No. The Colts kind of played lousy. And keep in mind, by the way, the Colts who were absolutely lousy in that game at Houston, they were they gained over five hundred yards of offense. we saw Denver tonight, what did they end up with uh, uh, well into the 400s?
2: And that's what we've seen. The total has been hit, and that was my biggest takeaway Mm -hmm. from watching this game is that I think Denver – is going to be yeah. over kind of a team because we saw their secondary a little bit just kind of yeah. giving up some chunk plays, but offensively, and I was praising Hackett, which <laughs> has yeah. aged like milk. No, I mean, but he, but he from ca- a play caller yeah. standpoint, I thought he called a really good game. He designed he good stuff. Decision. Yeah. yeah, I
4: think he designs good stuff. I think that screen game can absolutely be potent oh, with be Williams really and then yeah. Judy and Sutton, you know, if they stay healthy. And you've got a guy in Wilson. He didn't really run a lot tonight, but – He's still a guy that you never want to totally take that away from him. Now, now he's a little bit advanced because, remember, Russell Wilson, the first sign of pressure, he'd get it and run. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, is kind of waiting for him to get to that where it's like, we don't want to take that weapon away from you. We never want to do that but hang in there a little bit more, and that's what Russell Wilson does, so... Yeah, I, I, I think you're spot on, actually, on this total. There's still yeah. 43 and a I know 44 at draft. To me, games. I think it's an over kind yeah, of thing. That, yeah, that'd probably be the way I would play and it instead Houston, of laying the 10. Unless Houston just flat yeah. out lays an eggs
2: and scores six points. That's I'm, also
4: you know? a good point. Sometimes you can bet the side through the total, by yeah. the way. If you don't want to lay that, you know, or maybe bet Denver when it comes out. Now, those derivatives don't come out until, like, the weekend or as you get closer to the weekend something like Denver team total is a way to play Denver and and you know seeing seeing what that is you're probably looking somewhere 26 and a half would be around my guess for that team total that'd be the way I'd play the Broncos this week
2: i, I think that we've we've stumbled upon a pro tip and i think you brought it up in your analysis of both of these games when i talked about the sides saying that you would lean to both San Francisco and to Denver and that's not getting tunnel vision and being caught up in Mm -hmm. what you just last saw, because this is going to be a game, Denver and Seattle, that's going to be talked about quite a bit over the next couple of days. So making sure that you can remove yourself from what just happened from the results standpoint and look at actual on-the-field play here and and not what Hackett ended up doing there at the end of the game, I think that is mm-hmm. the kind of how you want to attack these things as a better, and that would be a great pro tip. And it was our last pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Wes, we got a minute left, man. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I don't know how we encapsulate this in the final minutes of this program. (laughs) We could do almost three hours on on this decision. On this Hackett's decision. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the fact that that was the plan, I said two of 29 on field goals of 64 or more since 2000. I think all time in the NFL, I believe it's two for 41. Let's uh, let's kind of recapture this. He let 39 seconds run off the clock. 39. And then took the timeout and then attempted a 64-yard field goal. That That's so many food bars that have to happen like all there at once, and it just snowballed, and that leads to Seattle being 1-0 and spoils uh, Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. Three timeouts. And uh, congratulations to Gill who had Seahawks' money line
2: at plus 106 late in the first quarter. What a wild ride that was. And we'll pour one out for our buddy Ben Wilson, who took the Broncos' team total over. And proceeded to watch them fumble the ball twice on the goal line.
4: And for Stormy, who uh, had yes. Denver on the uh, we Survivor. Uh, we we'll, we'll be watching tomorrow. I'm sure she will have something for Hot Take Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Fire Hackett.
2: Hack Fire Hackett. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Bebefe, and our entire crew here at Circle wishing you all the best. Coming up next, the Greg Peterson experience with Greg Peterson on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Football is here. The vison team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, vison has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran birds, NFL veteran birds, NFL veteran first.
1: Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello,
0: it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumbacasino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere